Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Tenet Talk, a podcast for contractors. We share the information and quick answers you need on construction technology related to equipment fleet operations and management for your business. This mini-series is hosted by Four Construction Pros. Hi, my name is Kurt Bennett. I'm the Senior Editor for Equipment Today. In this episode of Tenet Talk, we will be discussing a multi-tier approach to success with construction technology from real contractors. You will learn how buy-in across the organization can impact your team's success with construction technology. Our guests today include Mark Bichani. He's the VP of Sales Development with Tenna, as well as Mike Riscana and Eli Greiner with EJ Electric. Mark is the former Vice President of Customer Service at Success at Tenna. Mike is the Technology Director for EJ Electric and Eli is the fleet manager at EJ Electric. Both Mike and Eli are tenant users. Let's get started today with, we'll be covering the multi-tier approach to full adoption and its success with construction technology. First of all, why do contractors care about this topic? Thanks, Kurt. Um, I mean, look, I think that today it's really crucial uh, to be able to, to make sure that when you, you choose a construction technology, that you have a successful experience. And when you make an investment, you, you make the decision, you want to do something thoughtfully, and there's a lot at stake. And so I think that it's important to know and understand how the process you know, essentially can and should go from getting started, from picking the right company. But then obviously, once you make that choice, there's a lot that hopefully can go right when you pick the right partner and seeing things through the right way to make sure that you get to that point of adoption and success and buying all the way through. Because the alternative is if you don't have those pieces, then that investment that you made ends up being disappointing and frustrating and kind of leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouths. So I think that it's important to you know, have that good process going in and then making sure you got the right partner and a two-way street of making sure things work all the way through. Okay. Can you give a little perspective on that from the customer's point, Eli or Mike? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can echo that point of view. Adoption is tantamount to anything else when you're going after a certain software or uh, a certain piece of equipment to assist you in your daily operational standpoint. With that, definitely buy-in from everybody, customer service, all plays a huge part in choosing and selecting how you're going to be operating, especially in my case, a fleet, how you're going to be operating a fleet from now and looking into the future. That is one of the biggest takeaways that I can take from choosing a particular company. So, Yeah. And then just to, just to follow up from our perspective in regards to finding technology solutions, I, I think Mark brought up probably the, the best word is uh, is partnership. So as we've gone and gone through this process a few times now, we've now become much more of a longer sales cycle in some capacity because we spend a lot more time up front just vetting the overall product because a lot of the three major questions that really get asked at the end of the day before we execute is, does this solution solve our current issue? And is it cost effective? And then the big question is, how quickly can we get this up and running? There's a lot of people and a lot of effort that go into that across the board because you don't want to roll something out to the masses that's dead on arrival and then 
you know, upper management is looking at Eli and myself as to what happened here. So we've taken a, a good amount of time up front to, to really look at how things are going to function and move so that when the day comes and, and we do start the implementation process, it looks like it's organized and we have a plan and that people already know what's happening and, and, and what's coming. Let's start with the contractor's perspective. Mike and Eli, which type of buy-in has been most critical to your success with construction technology? So to me, it's always the end user buy-in. You, you need the executive buy-in to, to buy it, and you have to be able to give that presentation and your elevator pitch as to what you're trying to sell for. But if you can't deliver something to the actual end users who are going to be using that product and really provide an ROI to them, you're never going to get the upstream ROI because you're never going to get the adoption across the company that you're looking for. So from, from my perspective, and I'll let Eli answer, we, I definitely think it's the people using it are the most important to get them to buy into the process. Yeah, I would agree with that. The executives, we have to pitch the idea to them on solving the current problem that we have. We're the ones, you know, that that are are, are going to be forefronting the software and the operation of the software and pushing those reports up. The buy-in really is for the people in the field, making sure that they understand the product, educating them on exactly how uh, the product works. So once it starts to roll out they have that warm and fuzzy in their stomach that it's not something that it's just shoved down their throat or, Hey, you know, this thing is, is now coming about and you guys have to do it. Having that educational process, that slow educational process of letting them know what's happening down the value stream, up the value stream is how a really successful implementation will be. So. Okay, what are some of the overall lessons that you learned in the implementation process? The lesson I've learned is implementing technology in general, not so much Tenna, but early on was we found the biggest impact in implementing any product, and we, we kind of stumbled upon it, was rolling it out to a user group that wasn't considered a high tech savvy user group. You know, we've always gone in the past prior to that, that we've always gone to the people who were tech savvy and picked things up right away. And there was a couple instances just by circumstances that we ended up rolling some items out to groups that weren't deemed as that. And from them being able to be the, the pioneers of that solution, that really paid it forward a lot throughout our organization because we were able to reference to those specific user groups and people. And it, it really made more people feel at ease with the change because the, the people that were using it already didn't have the reputation of being ones that would adopt to that quickly. We stumbled upon that, but once we did, we have built that into a lot of our strategy in, in rolling out technology across the company. Yeah. And to go back in, in the beginning of this, we talked about having a long sales cycle to understand exactly what, what the product needs are pertaining to our industry. And one of the biggest things that we also took away from was making sure that all of the pre-planning throughout all of the states that we operate in, having 
multiple meetings and executing, putting things in process to execute the plan really helped us with the overall implementation process of the technology. So having that really robust beginning plan only helped with the back end of implementation with the technology. So also adding on just to engaging Tenna and executing with their implementation team and building that into our contract and paying the cost for that service to really help get this up and running. I know a lot of people might look at it as to, hey, we'll just get the equipment, we'll put it on ourselves, we'll we'll take care of it. But just the value of that specifically on this implementation was beyond worth it for what the cost was. And, And what Eli and I had estimated, which was an aggressive estimate to begin with, we were able to beat by a very significant number to get our assets on that system and get people using the system right away, which is ultimately the end goal of of any software solution you purchase. How important was communication to your staff in order to get the implementation of this technology? So it's extremely important. And it's also the type of communication uh, that you have. And, you know, Eli's great with his team and his mechanics and everybody up there. It's really asking them what their needs are. Like, hey, here's our current system. Here's what we're currently doing. What are some pain points? What are things that could make your life easier or better? And all of those responses and that feedback and, and really getting that from the people who live it every day help us buy it better. It helps us engage the software solution, in this case, Tenna and, and their team, to possibly enhance their product even further. And it just makes everybody feel like they're a part of the whole change for the company and and, and how to move forward collectively. So communication is a big part, but I I definitely would emphasize on the type of communication that you have. How important is it for people on your your side of the, the business at all levels to be able to interact with the solution provider? and to have a positive reaction. Sure. So I'll give my answer and then I think Eli's going to have his own perspective. We've done this a few times, Kirk, and what we've experienced is we've been with companies big and small and we seem to, listen, you, you got to try to keep things in, in perspective. There's some companies that are massive and it's sometimes it's hard to move the needle at, at some of those locations to get things you need and smaller companies might be a little bit more flexible to get things done, but the partnerships that you're building with your service providers, and especially those those CSMs and and that team really set you up for success or not. Because if you don't have strong relationships and you're not working with that company and you're not trying to provide solutions that help their overall product to help you, and you're just inundating them with specific features that are only going to benefit your organization, you're probably not going to get what you're looking for. And to identify that in the service providers that upfront or who are willing to build that partnership with you to grow together is, I think, is crucial from my experience in in doing it. I, I can definitely attest to what Mike is saying. The perspective on my part is the relationship aspect is extremely crucial, not only for my team and in how we support the field, but the relationship between us and Tenna 
was really something that I've never experienced with any software. And I've been involved with the implementation of many softwares throughout my career and, and even through the federal government. This hands-on approach and synergistic relationship between EJ and Tenna was really quite special. Being able to see how both teams reacted during the multiple phases of implementation and software uploading and et cetera, and being able to real-time give and receive feedback on the software itself was really quite spectacular. It's definitely pleasing on my part and knowing that we have an ally that we can actually go to at any point in time for any sort of reason and get things done and get things done quickly. Okay, now I want to kind of switch to over to the technology provider side. Mark, where do you see contractors fail and succeed with construction technology? Yeah, thanks, Kurt. You know, it's great to hear Mike and Eli's perspective. I want to echo just about everything they said. I think everything they said was gold. And so a lot of what I'll say is going to reinforce what they already mentioned, but then I'll also put some pieces maybe that they didn't, you know, some things from our side that we look at based on things that have been successful and that haven't. And I think that one thing where I think EJ is special, uh, and I think it's the right way to do things, you know, mentioning that thorough process up front, the fact that they had buy-in and all the stakeholders from what I'd call the C-suite or in that executive level to the equipment managers, fleet managers, IT directors, the end users, the power users that are going to be owning the project, in this case, Eli and Mike, and then all the field teams, the teams that they manage, the guys day-to-day, they're going to be out using the Tena app, uh, using all the features. You really need all three from my perspective, in order to be successful. And I think that's why EJ has been outstanding is that they see and they value that. And part of that thorough process they speak to is I think what made this particular project off to a great start and also built the trust right from the beginning. One thing that I think I've seen that doesn't work is if you only stay on the end user level, So let's say you have Eli's counterpart at another company and they love the product, they master the capabilities. And it goes without saying that you cannot have success without a great end user experience. But if that end user, they master the program, but then there isn't that great two-way communication, then you're going to have limited success. Or what's been challenging, we learned, you know, the hard way is let's say their counterpoint at that other company leaves and there never was that great two-way communication, then all of a sudden a new equipment manager comes in, a new fleet manager, a new power user comes in, and maybe they just don't appreciate what the product has done. Your executive team has no understanding of why the product was bought in the first place. And then now we've taken 20 steps back. And now it's almost like you're beginning all over again. So I think that from our perspective, that executive buying is important because All the things that Mike and Eli said, set the expectations and goals in the first place. Like, why do we buy the software? And what what do we want to achieve? And what is it going to do? And what doesn't it do? Their thorough buying process really helped them understand uh, those pieces of Tena. And sometimes when you rush and you do things too quickly, then I think it's easy to have mistrust after the fact because maybe all the points weren't clarified and it feels as though there's a misalignment with what was bought. 
So I think EJ did a great job with that. And that's been great to build that partnership. The other thing they mentioned, which I echo, is the timeframes and the steps. Understanding a process. For us, we've got three key stages. We've got to organize data. We've got to plan a great implementation and execute it. And then we've got to train appropriately. If everybody up front understands the timeframes around each of those three stages, and you have to go three for three in order to get a successful experience, if you can clarify that up front, then if everybody from the executive team to uh, mid-level management down in the field knows that, then everybody understands the scope of the work, just like any construction project. So I think it's important for us, and that's one of our lessons learned, is to make sure that we, we, we make sure we've got that executive buy-in. So we've got that great two-way communication. The other piece is the field. And I think that, again, we've seen the good experiences where people in the field are enlisted in the process, even that buying process. Tenant goes out and let's say we conduct a pilot where we're on site and we install some trackers. We want our lead implementation mechanic to be able to work with the team's mechanic and understand how do the trackers work, understand that we're from construction, understand that, hey, you don't need a PhD to be able to use Tenna. Here's maybe two or three things that are going to make your life easier. And now all of a sudden, uh, if you've got that right communication at all levels, everybody sees this as a good thing rather than a threat or just another thing that's going to be the flavor of the year that uh, is going to be forgotten about in three months or that's being jammed down their throat. To me, a couple of those pieces are really important to have really all three levels of the organization to right from the beginning, understand the value of it. Uh, Because again, I've seen the opposite. We've maybe had lessons learned around where we only stayed on one level and we thought that was going to be sufficient we got on site and the uh, the field team looked at us like we had three heads and said, you know, who the heck are these guys? And all of a sudden we found out that no one had communicated what we were doing, why we were there and what the purpose of Tenna was. Not to say that that's doomed for failure, but you got to do a lot of swimming upstream just to get to a point of trust. So I think that when you can align those expectations, when you can communicate well on a basic level up and down the chain, then everybody knows what the goal is, why they're coming. And then on the back end, which is obviously the last step, and I think that is a place we'll get with EJ before too long, is customizing training. So it's not just a one-size-fits-all approach, but the field and different roles in the field might have, we might have three different kinds of trainings. We, we might have uh, foreman get one kind of training and field engineers get another. Project managers may get a different level of training. C-suite individuals might get a different training and the finance suite might get another one entirely. So customizing that on the back end, make sure that everybody gets information according to what's going to work for them. And so this way, again, all three levels of the organization are clear and aligned on how Tenet can help. And you got a good ecosystem. Okay. Are there any final takeaways you want to leave listeners with before we close out? I think we'll start with Mike and Eli from a contractor's perspective. Are there any final thoughts? Yeah. My final takeaway from uh, this entire process was, and I've mentioned this to Mike before, that being involved and being part of this project is probably going to be one of my 
greatest career accomplishments. I know that sounds a little cliche, but just the professionalism, the software, Tenna in itself, the team that Tenna deploys on site was second to none. You don't see that anywhere else. It was a great experience all around, and I can see this relationship lasting a very long time. And while we're growing, Tenna is growing and vice versa. And I want Tenna to to come to me and say, hey, we have this new system that we want to try out. Can we use your company to do it? And I, I want them to have that confidence in us to be able to try out whatever they want. I, I agree the, the same thing. Everything with, with the Tenna experience has been exactly uh, what we signed up for. And they delivered 100% of the way and uh, still continue to. Just recapping construction tech on a whole. And I think what's always best for the contractor and the software company is when you're looking to get a solution, you have to know what it is you're buying, what purpose it's serving. And you have to know that the software is not going to fix bad company process issues. So you have to take a step back and look at it from a distance and say, okay, is, is this my company's problem? Or is this the software's problem? Because a lot of times we get set in our ways of that. We've just been, you know, the number one thing people say is, you know, that's just the way we've done it. And that might not always necessarily be the best way. So those would be my advice for people that are going down this road. I don't think any contractor and or software solution wants to be in a situation where both ends aren't happy. I think every software provider wants all their customers to be happy with their solution. Hopefully as the buyer, you, you take your time and know exactly what you're getting into and, and what you're purchasing. And Mark, do you have any closing thoughts from your perspective as, a, as the technology provider? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the theme I would definitely endorse is communicate, communicate, communicate. Uh, I think it all begins and ends with that. In choosing the right partner, I think asking the right questions and again, all the things that Mike and Eli have highlighted, asking the right questions about what the functionalities are, getting to know the people and seeing, is this the kind of company we can envision developing a relationship of trust and we're going to work with for the next 10 years? It really all starts with that to be, make sure that you're on the same page with getting to know one another. I think that the processes and the technology itself are, are almost secondary and tertiary in terms of the concerns. But if you can start with the people and get good communication between technology provider and your company, you're gonna have a, a great chance to start. And the second piece of course is internal. I, I think that the more contractors have the so. trust and faith in their own people, to get their opinion, to get their buy-in, to get their feedback. That's when you can really maximize the opportunity of what you're trying to be able to accomplish with the software. There's so much that a software can do. And I think most of the time in the industry, people purchase technology and they might only do 2% of it because they haven't engaged enough stakeholders in the process. So by really doing that deep dive, by trusting your people, by making sure you're communicating all the way throughout the company, you've got an awesome chance 
to not only make a right decision to find the right partner, but then to leverage that technology to have a great experience. So we're thankful to be working with a a great company like EJ Electric and having that two-way communication because I know that we value their feedback. We value their feedback throughout the process. And, and we're going to value it in terms of enhancements that they like to see on the platform, taking that into consideration because we want to keep improving and meeting their needs. So communication, communication, communication is the theme I'd like to highlight. Thanks for listening to Tenatop. If you enjoyed this episode, visit our website at www.tenatop.com to learn how you can know more, control more, and make more with your mixed fleet assets. Join us again next time. Bye-bye.